That's legally all I can probably do because I don't know the rights to that shit. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, hey, everybody, it's Tony and Austin here. This is the Great Girth Podcast. You can check us out at www.thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Today we're going to be talking about 30 years of The Undertaker. Well, not 30 fucking years. We're not doing the whole thing. I'm sorry, but that's, that's not happening. We're definitely going to talk about all things Undertaker, though, starting from the very beginning. Austin, buddy, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Good to be back in person again. Yes, in person. Probably a better sound quality than over Skype. <laughs> I'm enjoying it because at least we can still do it, but it's I like it more in person. Hoping we can go back to doing this anyway. Mm. All right, so Mark Calloway, The Undertaker. Um, biggest part of this podcast is just that Austin and I share a love for Undertaker, as in he's the greatest wrestler of all time. He is now retired, so we figured, why not? We got to do a, an episode on this and see how it goes. We're going to start from the very beginning, though. Um, let's see. I have some shit pulled up, too, on mine. But when does... You had it earlier. Was it 87 is when his wrestling career starts? Not with WWE. He's in a... Right. It, it's other promotions before he heads down to Ted Turner's WCW, but I'm pretty sure it was 87 is when he yep, starts. Yeah, 1987. And he starts as, um, it's not the Punisher, that was one of them. It's uh, the Mass, I can't remember, let me pull this up. I came unprepared. The Master of Pain Yeah. was the, one of his... Yeah, the Master of Pain. Oh, when he won his title, yeah, that was... Uh, that was in 89 of... Oh, damn. Mar- it was March 1st, 1989. Damn. And he well, held that title for 23 days. Makes sense, because what I'm looking at, he won the USWA, Unified World Heavyweight Championship. That was from the greatest of all time, Jerry the King Lawler, on April 1st, 1989. Holy shit. Like, Lawler is someone he would work with forever, too. That's the crazy part. Seeing that, I'm like, god damn. Well, anyway, he eventually does move over to Ted Turner's WCW. That's where I think he goes under the name of um, the Punisher. or that's, That's one of them, I know that. Um, it's it's short though. It's a really short period in WCW, and then uh, he goes on to NWA for a while. Um, I don't think he ever went to AWA. For those who don't know, a lot of these are the older promotions that have been around quite a while before Titan Sports, or at the time WWF, but it was Titan Sports. Um, now WWE, as some of you would know it. Uh, he goes into WWE on 1990. November's uh, Survivor Series pay-per-view, and that is where he becomes, I think it's the final member, I don't remember how many of them, but he's the final member on Ted DiBiase's Million Dollar Club, whatever. That's where he makes his debut, and that is where he's basically the scariest fucking thing anyone's ever seen. You can look at it now, it looks really cheesy, but it's actually pretty scary looking. <clears throat> yeah, I'd be scared of anybody, oh. I'd be scared of anybody who's 6 foot 10, 299 pounds. Mm-hmm. Apparently he played basketball. God damn, was he any good? Uh, <laughs> that's the real question. Uh, apparently not. Right. That's see, that's the common story. I hate to jump around, but the, a lot of these wrestlers, you hear them becoming like they were NFL stars or amateur football, basketball. That's what they were trying out for. They weren't doing so good, and then, bam, somehow we're a wrestler. But anyway, 
1990, it's his debut in the WWF, as it's known as the time. Uh, God damn. He really doesn't get... Really, he doesn't get popular until a little after. I mean, he is kind of like a... He becomes a mainstay over time, and he's just... Like I said, he's the most frightening thing anyone's ever seen. It's a character that's never been done before. And what a lot of people don't know until recently, uh, WWE's documentary on um, The Last Ride actually mentioned this too. He's... Uh, advertised and he's announced as Kane the Undertaker. Right. Originally, and that's kind of where that whole idea comes from later with having Kane. And at the time when he comes out, he's um, announced as, uh, I already said that, Kane the Undertaker, but he is managed by Bruce Prichard's character, um, we were talking about this earlier, Brother Love, because uh, you know they didn't have a plan for a Paul Bearer yet. And matter of fact, we'll probably get into a Paul Bearer a little bit later. But beforehand, that's where that you know that's where that comes from. His brother loves his manager for a while. But anyways, let's fast forward to when he wins his first um, WWE champion. So his first title was a WWF World Heavyweight Champion, and that was on November twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one. He held that for only six days. God damn. But. <clears throat> Um, six years later, he won the heavyweight championship again um, in March of 1997, where he held it for 133 days. And he eventually loses to Hulk Hogan, I believe so. I can't remember when or how long that was, but I can't believe he's that old. He actually had a match with Hulk Hogan. That's the <laughs> part. I mean, Bret Hart's one thing that's like hard to believe, but Hulk Hogan, holy shit. Um... As I had mentioned before earlier when you and I were just chit-chatting about it, Undertaker's the first of a first for WWE. So he was the first casket match, the first live match. But then he's also in the first Hell in a Cell match, which I brought up in the past. Dude, phenomenal. That's the one you haven't seen, though, right? It's the very first Hell in a Cell. It's him and Shawn Michaels. No, I haven't seen that one. Oh, dude, that's where... Um... So that's where Kane gets involved. So for the longest time, it's uh, Bruce Prichard and a couple... The writers for WWE are talking about bringing in like a a menacing brother character. Now, Kane's original name is Inferno. That's what they come up with. But they still came from the idea of, well, he was supposed to be Kane the Undertaker. And uh, there's a, a segment where Paul Bearer is basically explaining to Undertaker that, you know, the family died in the fire and the funeral, but his brother Kane is alive. That's the whole segment is, your brother's alive, Kane's alive. It's like the funniest shit ever. Well, anyway, fast forward after, like, it seems like a while they're not going to do anything with it. Kane shows up about, I wouldn't say midway, it's towards the end of the match with Shawn Michaels in the Hell in a Cell. He rips off the cell door, goes in, faces his brother for the first time, does the infamous hand raise, fucking pyro everywhere, choke slams the Undertaker, and it's over. Well, I'm pretty sure Shawn Michaels won, but that's where Kane comes in. But again, he's one of the first with Hell in a Cell. To me, that's my... I think that's his best match ever, but it's not my favorite. Which one would be your favorite, out of what you've seen? Um, probably his cage match against Batista in, like, 2007. Mm. Um, oh, beast. There's that, that moment where Batista gets him up in the Batista bomb, Batista bombs him. That's a big boy, lives in a big boy. And Undertaker hits the ground, yeah. and he hits the ground with so much force that he's able to pop back up and lands back up on his feet. I remember at that moment as a as a, a 2007 
I was like 11, 13. Yeah. I, no, longer than that, I was like 9 or 10. I remember getting my first boner. <laughs> it was like, yes! <laughs> yes! Like, like you, every, every boy has like their first boner, like sexual boner, and they have their one like, that was so awesome boner! Oh, dude. Was that your first wrestling match that you ever saw? Um, no, because I had got the WWF game for the um, um, PlayStation 1, and so I'd been goofing off with that, but I was never allowed to watch it. Because oh, really? my grandma always said there's too many girls in too their in their bras and panties. It didn't matter about the it didn't matter about the violence. It mattered about the, the bras bra and the panty matches. Which were the, some of the best. Um, <laughs> so I was not allowed to watch WWE until um, I used to watch Friday Night SmackDown on right. Friday night while my grand while my grandma was doing other stuff. My dad was doing something else. I would go to my room and I could get Fox on my little. TV that my mom gave me that was like using a little, like you you take on a semi truck and it's just a little tiny TV this big, and I used to watch um WWE SmackDown on that little TV with fuzz because I had the little rabbit ears that I SmackDown made. SmackDown was easier to obtain, yeah, because Raw was on USA. Actually, I think SmackDown was on the CW at the time. No, I think it was on Fox. I can't remember, but it was a more of a. Broad... It may have been CW, but it may have been Fox. Wherever it was, I was able to get it with these yeah, with the rabbit internet, ears. It was a uh, general, yeah. Yeah, and so I'd watch it, and I remember watching that, and I was just thinking, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So I'm getting smacked down and popping back up, and then immediately just mm-hmm. destroying a man. Smackdown's the shit. And I'm like, oh. And so I watched it every night for almost a year straight. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I got into it. I knew who everybody was. I had my favorite characters. <laughs> I knew that I hated Mark Henry with an absolute burning, fiery passion. I used to hate Batista. Me too. But, beginning. God, The Rock can, is good, but Batista, if we're talking about a guy... Oh, you're about to piss a bunch of people off. If we're talking about a guy <laughs> who is in wrestling and came out and is like a legit good actor... Yeah, but Batista, Batista is, actor, is yeah. really good. No, he is. Yeah, and he's funny as hell. He, oh, yeah. as Drax, great. Did you ever see uh, this is a lot of track? <laughs> you ever seen the movie Stuber with Batista? Yeah, that was, oh, was fucking oh, funny. Oh, it was dumb, but it was funny. Oh god! But like, um, he's got that movie about him, like rescuing some kidnapped victims. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and that's a really good movie. I know you don't like Jeff Hardy, but dude, did you ever see? Uh, I think it's 2002. Yeah, so it's a Raw episode. It's The Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy in a ladder match for the Undisputed Champion. 2002, Jeff Hardy almost wins. Of course he doesn't. Undertaker wins, and he gives Jeff Hardy like the... Kind of like the moment of acceptance, because Jeff Hardy's just the rookie at the time. Did you ever see that match, man? I, I did watch that It's fucking wild. Well, I know you said that you were uh, watching some matches kind of leading up to this episode. What matches did you watch? Oh, I watched. I rewatched a bunch of the ones I watched when I was younger because, you know, nostalgia. I uh, watched the. Um, damn, 30 years. That's crazy. I watched the one with. Um, I watched the one with The Rock and he mm. and one other person. They had a triple threat. Was it Mankind? I can't No, remember. it wasn't Mankind. I don't remember who it was. But I had a triple threat, and Undertaker ended up losing that one, but I liked it. 
Right, yeah, no, it's there's definitely a good, good fucking match but, where he loses. But I, I don't like Greg Hardy. But mm-hmm. I watched live of that time when he was up on that metal rafter and fell and, like, shattered his back. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Keep going, then I'll tell you this. Fucking, I had to tell you about this, but I forgot about it. Go ahead. But, but yeah, I, I, the reason I don't have a lot of modern wrestling experience... Because around that time, I went to school, and I had a horrible, wicked, evil teacher. Oh, an asshole teacher. Who I was like, I love this. This is so cool. And my teacher said, no, Austin, you know that's fake, right? She's like, wrestling's not fake. (laughs) And I said, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) And I used the fact that Greg Hardy almost died. Greg Hardy, motherfucker. (laughs) No, it's Greg Hardy. Nope. It's Greg Hardy now. But anyways. It's always Greg Hardy. Unless he does something that makes me appreciate him. He's like 44? I don't know, but he's a badass, bro. Oh, I hate that man. What? He's 44 and he's walking out with like sleeves on that he decided that, that he he's cut like, with his mom's scissors. <laughs> <laughs> his like, brother's annoying. He's dancing like throwing up X's and stuff. I'm like, bro. Like they had, like, we're talking about Undertaker. And the Undertaker's like... Big memorial. What does his mother trucker do? Puts a paper mache mask on and cartwheels his way to the to the oh, friggin' yeah. thing. The early yeah. Oh, I gotta look this up, but dude, there's a fucking so this is what I wanted to tell you about. Um when he comes out for it's a regular night, he comes out and the pyro lights him on fire. I don't know if you've ever seen it, dude. But yeah, he talks about it in his documentary. Let me look this up real quick, but like Set who on fire? Undertaker. He's just walking oh my out and the God. fire goes off and it fucking lights him on fire. <laughs> no way. It was kind of embarrassing, but it was also with a super everyone was like, is he all good? <laughs> he just walks away like, fuck. He looked like Dwight on those Facebook memes where he's, he's like, me thinking about shit. It's the office or whatever. And then it's the blonde chick. And he's like, fuck. That's it. <laughs> like, Undertaker. It's like a... Yeah, was but, it the pyro incident? Yeah, yeah but I, I was just real upset. That, and so he goes, no, watch it. Watch it. Watch it really close, Austin. You're too smart to like this stuff. Right. And so I'm like, okay. I'm like, watch. And I'm like, motherfucker, this is fake. <laughs> I'm so angry. So he suffered severe burns. I know that for a fact. Because he's, yeah, like I said, he was talking about it. Yeah. In this article, it's Undertaker on why he wanted to kill the pyro guy after getting burned at the Elimination <laughs> Chamber. That's what it was. It was recent. 2010. Dude, that would hurt. Yeah, he comes out and he gets caught. On, like, you know, he's got flames on his fucking chest, arm. And he struggled to get out of it. Eventually, he walks it off and he's fine. Then he goes into the fucking match. Oh, excuse me. But he had severe burns that, like, nobody knew about. It's like, bro, Undertaker, stop dropping a roll, bro. <laughs> yeah, and he was trying his best to stay in character, too. Like, he was trying to be, like, big with it. Because that's... He's big on not breaking character and all that. But you can see it, and he's just fucking like... <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> oh, no! He's on fire. But, like, dude, that shit was crazy. No one really talks about that much, for obvious reasons. Um, one thing I did want to discuss, too, was a big thing, the whole streak. So, that starts... WrestleMania 7, and it's, uh, is it 21? Damn, I came unprepared. I gotta um, look this up. I got it. I know it's like 20, 21 or something like that, and oh, at the time, until he loses at WrestleMania 30. It started in, yeah, you're right, 1991. 
in WrestleMania 7 and ended... Oh, immediately when he starts... Yeah, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 29 in 2013. Oh, it's 29. That's... Okay. And he... Oh, no, no, no. It's... He... It ends because 29 is when he beats CM Punk. Uh, a little... I think that's a little before CM Punk takes off with his career, but... Or leaves the company. But anyway... Yeah, um, uh, yeah. So in 29, he's his last win. So that would mean in WrestleMania 30... Yeah, WrestleMania 30, he loses to Brock Lesnar, which, in hindsight, I get why they did the way what they did with the storyline. I think it was kind of stupid. Like now, I would if I look on it now, if I was the writer and I had a chance to peek into the future, I wouldn't have done it because I just defeated the purpose. But at the time, it sounded like a good idea, sure, because they're trying to build up Brock Lesnar as a character, and if he can defeat someone as big as the Undertaker, nobody can defeat him. That's the perfect buildup. But then oh, that risks the character of The Undertaker. Yeah, it's like, where do you draw the line? And that clip I had you look at, dude, nobody was happy. Everybody was pissed because it's a staple of his character. You, Whether you know wrestling's fake or not, you expect him to win at WrestleMania. And, it's, and, it, and, it, and it also comes down to the end of it being like, what sucks is that Brock Lesnar never really became a really great character. No, so it feels like... Him. You, I would, I don't care that he lost. I don't like Brock Lesnar. I'm upset that he <laughs> lost to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, dude. Because you had such an opportunity. It should have been someone more classical. Yeah, either that, or I don't even want him to lose to somebody old and washed up. You needed to be really sure that this is your next superstar that you let ha- this happen to. Yeah, and Brock Lesnar was the guy that had a fucking contract where he only had to wrestle like four times in a year. He was never around. He held the title for a long time, barely defended it ever. That was kind of the worst decision ever because he made so much money. Dude, Brock Lesnar was a good businessman because he got paid a shit ton of money for what he barely did. But for them to think that that's the guy they want to build up is so... It's ridiculous. I'm assuming that had something to do with his contract, though. He wanted to be a big boy. Yeah. That had to have been a big part of it because that's a waste of time, in my it, opinion. It, it, like, I, don't, I don't care that he lost it. I think you, you had a, such a great tool to have him lose it to... Catapult somebody. So yeah. either there's there's three things that happen here. A, they didn't want to do it. They didn't want him to be a star, but they're forced to do it because Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar. Yeah, it's just Every, people who don't want to watch wrestling know who Brock Lesnar is. Yeah, people who don't watch MMA know who Brock Lesnar is. Mm-hmm. Big boy. A, B, they wanted him to be a. They wanted him to be a star. Yeah. You used your best tool, and then you miss—you utterly mishandled mm-hmm. the writing after the hit. So you 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 dumped your whole load, and you didn't have a plan afterward. What honestly is more embarrassing if that's the fact. I think it is that yeah, they blew the Undertaker's it. biggest thing, and then failed in writing and mm-hmm. failed to develop as a, as a character is a bigger failure than option three. Is they wanted him to be big, yeah. And they had a plan, and... That doesn't work out. The plan fell apart. Or the plan didn't work. Yeah, I don't think it worked at all. I mean, for his health, it was probably better, because as mentioned in the documentary, and as mentioned in a few other um, articles, Undertaker had a concussion or along the lines of that. And so he doesn't remember that match. He's fighting like shit. You can see it in his eyes. When he loses, even he's, like, shocked. You could tell he's just not happy with how the match went because it's actually a really bad match. Not as bad as that piece of shit I showed you with him <laughs> and Goldberg, but it's not a good match. It's kind of like, damn, you lost and this is the way you lose. 
But but and then the end of it is listening to you, listening to other people, and what little I have watched of wrestling recently. Because ever since you and I have been talking about everything, I kind of I watch it occasionally. Mm-hmm. U- usually when I'm with you, I think it's the second option. I think they blew their load, didn't have a plan. Yeah, because not. right now it sucks. Mm-hmm. Wrestling sucks right now. It's not as good. Like I don't. It's to me. It's not the Attitude Era. Nothing will ever be as the same as what I grew up with. I watched two uh, pay per view events with you. Yeah. I'm already tired of this crappy Roman Reigns garbage. <laughs> Roman Reigns is not a likable yeah. person. You can't like him. He's also not dumb or evil enough to hate. So he's you're, a good bad guy, but he's not a good good so, guy in my so, opinion. So you're sitting here. Well, he, he, I don't think he's even a the, good bad. The family storyline sucks. I think because because he sounds like a whiny little bitch every time he's he does. Acknowledge me. That's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. Dude, anyways. when he's beating the crap out of that twin who's half his weight, who has no has no reason to even be in the same ring well, with him. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm bigger and better than you because I beat up some little baby. Uh, you're going to acknowledge me. My daddy didn't love me enough, so I need everybody else to acknowledge me. You know what pissed me off? I don't mean to get sidetracked. I know we're talking about Undertaker, but the last pay-per-view they did, uh, Survivor Series, which I generally hate anyway because Survivor Series turned into a Raw versus SmackDown event. That's stupid in my opinion. Well, anyway, that means that every champion versus the other brand champion. So you have... Literally, this is what happened. At Hell in a Cell, the pay-per-view before, Randy Orton defeats Drew McIntyre and becomes the new WWE champion. Three weeks later, Drew McIntyre wins it back on Raw. One week later, it's Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, champion versus champion. The titles aren't included. It's just Raw versus SmackDown. Generally, I would have thought Drew McIntyre would have won because they're building him up as basically to be the next big thing. And the way I see it, he just won the title. He is kind of the better champion, but they want to build Roman Reigns in the exact same format as Brock Lesnar. So guess who wins? Roman Reigns, but he wins in a shitty, shitty way. What happens is his twin, Jey Uso, that he's got so scared to follow him and shit, comes in, tries to fuck around with Drew McIntyre. That basically distracts him, and then Roman Reigns gets him in a a clutch, like a submission. But Drew doesn't tap out. He just passes out, and that's how Roman wins. And they did that because they didn't want it to be where he got pinned, and they didn't want it to be where he tapped out, but probably not the same for the other guy, but they also don't want it to be like, right. nobody wins. Right. That's the dumbest shit ever. I was like, ugh. But anyway. Well, well, speaking about dumb semantic wins, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch this freaking Royal Rumble garbage they did. Oh, bro, the last one was good. It was good. Edge, it was man, the first edge. time I have... It's the first time... That was the best pay-per-view that year. It was the first... The rest of them it was the first time that I actually watched a WWE match in yeah. a long time and been legitimately entertained. And I'm pumped. That, that Roman Reigns match was badass. Actually. I'm watching Rey Mysterio's kid, who has the makings to be a freaking superstar. If... If one, oh, you were talking about the Battle Royal before Survivor Series. Yes. So I thought you meant Royal Rumble, the pay-per-view. I was like, dude, that was the best no. one. No. That was the first time I was oh, entertained. Oh, you talking about the kick? Yeah, it was the kickoff show for Survivor Series. Yeah, Go ahead, I'm sorry. watching that. And it's the first time I'm actually entertaining the WWE show in forever. I'm right. like, if everything's like this, I'm back in. I am a submitted in. And I'm, and I'm rooting for Mysterio's kid. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I love that. I'm like, yeah. And I freaking absolutely hate 
I hate this man more than life itself. The Miz. My the Miz. Miz. I hate him. The Miz, but yeah. Bro, he throws it. He gets off. And I'm like, yes! And, and me, who hasn't done anything, doesn't know the freaking semantic bullshit rules. You gotta go over the ropes. You can't go under the ropes. Yeah, and they used to not be like that, but now it is, yeah. And I'm like, Mysterio! He's coming back. They're setting him up. He's gonna be a star. And They're the doing this. And he's better than his dad because his dad was a asshole. And he's likable, and okay, this could be their he's next... He's got to get away from being ready. He's got to be done. Though, yeah. And, and if he would have won that, that would have been... Because his dad got knocked out, like, number three. Yeah. And oh, yeah, Rey Mysterio's the fucking punching bag now. Dude, and he fought through... And Rey Mysterio's kid just fought through all of it. I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah! And then he goes... He's and, a good fighter, too. And I'm yeah. like, he won! And I'm pumped. I'm, like, jumping up and down. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> I'm in! I'm simping for Mysterio's kid! Right. And then the Miz comes out of nowhere and just... Attaches him, taps the top of his head, and right. he does a front flip off it like the man's won. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get back to Undertaker, but I gotta do one more thing, and it involves a Miz. You think that's bad, dude? Prior to that, this really pissed me off. This was recent. So you probably remember this, but every year, uh, originally this started with WrestleMania, but every year there was a match called Money in the Bank where they right. won the, yeah. Well, now it's its own fucking pay per view. But anyways. This year, um, a guy named Otis... Otis. Yeah, Otis is cool. He won. For months past, dude, they do a match where he has to fight The Miz because The Miz is going to sue him for not using the contract. And Otis's buddy Tucker fucks him over, so The Miz gets the money in the bank. What a waste of time. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that this dude had the title for, like, months? Or the contender thing for months? And he just fucking... That would have been worse than him cashing it in and losing. So what was the point in that? That's the shittiest writing decision ever. The way I see it, you can clearly tell that some of the writers back there are not the same people. Yes, Everyone loves to bitch about Vince Russo from the 90s and shit, dude. But him being in the Attitude Era and shit, he made it amazing. Him and the other guys, too. But so in order to bring it back to Undertaker, Undertaker is the greatest rest, WWE wrestler of all time. The, the best so. professional wrestler of all time. All time, yeah. I think so. No one will... Ever be better than The Undertaker? Well, yeah, he's his own, yeah. Because the writing in wrestling is not to the level where it could be. Mm-mm. And, no. and credit to The Undertaker for evolving. You, you, you don't, they don't just write you to become as dominant as he is. No, you have to advertise for yourself and work. There, there is a level of, of just admiration or yeah. obsession. Like, Everyone knows who The Undertaker is. Yeah. And you gotta be committed to it. You know what I mean? And I remember looking at, I remember not having TV at one point. I'd go on my on my stepmom's computer mm. and wait 15 minutes to load the WWE re- website because we had dial-up internet. I had that too. That waiting as it, as, it, as it loads from the top down... And clicking on the Undertaker tag just to see what he did last weekend. Yeah. Just to see what happened. I didn't care about anybody else. Right, the right. Un- the Undertaker kept WWE surviving, even in times when it really shouldn't have been. Oh, yeah. Everybody talks about, oh, because um, you got your generational groups. You got the Undertaker. And then, like, this gener- this generation was, like, AJ Styles and... Well, AJ's been around for a while. He's just... But I mean, like, as your big headliner now, of, yeah. like, a, of like AJ Styles and John Cena, and like that little group, John, John Cena, right. John Cena, 
when you compare... He's not The Rock. People try to compare him to The, the Rock. Because like, you've got, like, your groups of people. Well, and you yeah. got The Undertaker. Every generation has an Undertaker, a John Cena. Uh, yeah. Or a Rock. But if you take all those generations, you put all of them together, right. he is easily the saddest loser out of all of them. Yeah. And they're trying to make Roman Reigns be the new John Cena, or be the new Rock, or be the new Undertaker, or, yeah. or be the new Triple H. It's... Or be the new Hulk Hogan. Right. But he he's not. And they keep... And that's the issue with it. The, the old um, wrestling used to be able to say, Ooh, we really like this guy. And then see people don't like him. And they'd shift. And they were able to move. Right. Oh, okay. We were just kidding. He's not. Right. These, Those decisions, now they force it a lot. These people get audience. locked in. And they say, fans, you're going to like this guy. And they say, we don't like him. They say, mm. That sucks to be you because we we already have ten weeks written and you're gonna have to suck it up and, and watch it. And that's how it feels, and they make a lot of shitty decisions too. I mean, the way I see it, Drew McIntyre could be the next Triple H if they do it right. But with how they're handling it right now, losing to Randy Orton, then winning it back three weeks later, and now fucking losing to Roman Reigns, still champion, but like he has nowhere to go. He has not had any good storylines except for his feud with Randy Orton. But anyway, back to Undertaker. Um, so you know what I love about Undertaker so much, man, is he's evolved into every generation. Because while every generation does have a John Cena and a Rock, the Undertaker was in every single generation. Yeah. Like, that's the best part. And the crazy part and is... he is a different Undertaker each time. And the crazy part is he was the same level of the Undertaker Yeah, he's, every single year. You don't see that happen where... No, Triple gen- H is different now. Through generational changes. Yeah. You can stay the same level of popularity. Mm-hmm. Because you talk to people around mid to late Triple H. Are you talking about around that time you say Undertaker? They automatically think, oh, that's one of the best wrestlers in the business. Mm-hmm. Generation after that, with Batista, Mark Henry, and that group of people. Yeah. You say, hey, the Undertaker, they're going think that's one of the best in the business. Yeah. You ask the next group, the next group, the next group, they're always going to tell you, oh, he's one of the best in the business. That doesn't work with anybody else. There's Not nobody right now, else who's ever done that. Yeah. Because like, you even ask people now, The Rock, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you he's one of the best wrestlers in the business. He's amazing, but even he'll tell you, The Undertaker. Go back. You, you, go back, maybe even, even last generation. Mm-hmm. Your, your generation. Even when he was wrestling then, once, twice every oh, yeah. year, you're even like, oh, he's not the, one of the best wrestlers in the business. There are clear five, six people above him. Oh, yeah. There has never been a time since he started in WWE where he's not one of the top five wrestlers in the business. Right, he's always there, especially, well, in both our generations. Because, so, I'm only a couple years older than you, but technically with Timeline... I'm a part of the Attitude Era, whereas you're part of the Ruthless Aggression Era. And then this era, I want to just... I'm going to be honest. It's the bitch era. Because it's, it's bad, dude. It's like... So here's the thing. Your era was still PG-13. Now it's PG. And it's horrible now. But through all those eras, he's the same guy. Yep. And you don't have that anywhere. Like, here's the thing, man. Now that he retired, it hurt me because I'm like, fuck. There's nobody, like, original left. I love AJ Styles because he's been around forever. I followed him in TNA and all that. That AJ Styles I loved. And he swore up and down he'd never go to WWE. Because the truth is, dude, he's a TNA wrestler. 
he leaves TNA. Well, it's Impact Wrestling now, but he leaves and he goes to WWE. And I'm like, dude, dream come true. He's a whole different fucking character. Whereas Undertaker is not that. I, I can't I can't deal with those ultra cocky. I can't deal. I like him like they're Spider Man wrestlers. He's funny though. Like that's why I like him. Like oh, he's oh, they're, a they're, guy. they're funny, but I can't stand him. They're right. They're like, Spider Man Reigns is hard for me to. Stand. I can't stand Roman Reigns, and I can't stand Seth Rollins either. He's hard to sit through. But Undertaker, which why, which is also why I don't like the Miz, and why I don't like Greg Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy, Greg Hardy. <laughs> I I don't mind him, man. I just he's old. So they I, all are. That's why I can't stand four year olds who wish they were twenty eighteen again. Man, you got you got sleeves on. It looks like you cut up with your mom's kitchen shears. He's running out. They're like running, throwing up X's and like, bro, you're not cool anymore, dude. <laughs> Take the sleeves off. Don't wear a paper mache mask. Put some respect right. on Undertaker's name. I don't need to see you walk out with a paper mache mask through cartwheels. Here's where I'll agree with you. They're not cool as solo competitors. When they were the Hardy Boys, they were cool. But now Jeff Hardy alone, Matt Hardy alone. That, that, it's, and then they were meant to be the Hardy Boys forever. They're, 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 I, the kind of wrestlers I like are the slightly unhinged, crazy dudes who will mess you up. Lars Sullivan. Like Lars Sullivan... I watched one match with that man, and I watch every single match he does. Dude, <laughs> he is pissed. Any, anytime my I have my YouTube notification set. Anytime Nar Sullivan gets to, gets uh, posted, I go watch it. Oh, because dude. that's the kind of crap I'm into. Right, right. I'm I'm into I'm into people like I'm into freaking what was his name? Um, the giant freaking dude. Um, he's talking about. The Great Collie. The Great Collie, where that mother truck just stands there, grabs, takes his hand, puts it over their head, just squeezes. (laughs) That's the kind of crap I'm into. I'm into you kick. I'm into you kicking the Undertaker, and he just goes, sits right up, looks dead in the face, and everybody just freezes. I'm not into this. Right, right. I'm pretty. I got perky nipples. I'm not into that garbage. Because that's what John Cena was. John Cena was, I'm cool. John Cena was forced. I'm cool. I got a bunch of street cred, and I got perky nipples, and that's the only reason people like me. And I wear camo cargo shorts. John Cena was Fuck you in your cargo people, shirts, John Cena. <laughs> like, I liked him, but and I had a... There was a period I liked him, but it was before he got popular. I liked the him Very, was, very, very early John Cena. Yeah, but after a year of holding the title, I was tired of it. Where it's... Where... Everything that I hate about him was muted enough, or was like, okay, he's a solid like B guy. Like I, I could get used to him fighting some people. They overused him though. They and, saw him as big, and they're like, okay, well, we got the next rock, so we're gonna push it. And well, it didn't work. I don't well, think it did. even with, and I think the issue is, is, the Rock played that role so well of perky nipples, and we'll call you out and make fun of you, that everybody who tries to be the Rock falls yeah. this falls short. Dude, I love The Rock, but my opinion on him is that he sold out. But people are honest when they tell me, like, well, did he sell out or did he do something better for himself? Because you can make more money doing movies than getting hurt. He sold out. He sold out. Yeah. I think he fucking sold out. But that doesn't discredit the fact that he's hilarious. No, I love him. And he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And there were people who did Hulk Hogan's. Macho man, yeah, gonna beat, just gonna beat your, fi- just I don't care about anybody. All I care about is smoking and 
and screwing women. Yeah. That's that's him. Anybody yeah. who tries to do that is going to fail. Yeah, because you got to be your own character. See, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the bro, the the Texas tough guy bro who smashes skull cans against his head. <laughs> Anybody who tries to do that is, is going to fail. Yeah, because that's the thing too. Like Undertaker is definitely his own character. He's always been his own character. But you do have ripoffs. Like and I'm going to say it, Kane is a ripoff of the Undertaker. That's how they developed but, Kane. But Kane took it in just enough of a different he route. He did his own thing, yeah. Where he carved out a section for himself. Yeah. Now, people who like Ray Bryant. Bray Wyatt, motherfucker. <laughs> I love him. Bray, he is different. I'll let you do your thing, but I'm going to tell you why he's different. Okay. He has an opportunity yeah. to carve out a section for himself. But I'll tell you right now, these garbage writers are going to try to force him to fill the Undertaker's role. Yeah, that's what they're doing, I think. And yeah. what he needs to do is he needs to stand up and say, that's not me. I'm going to do me. Right. You can be a dark, scary, intimidating figure yeah. without being the Undertaker. And if he does like all these stupid idiots try to do and match these iconic people, he's going to fall short. Yeah. And people are, and and people are gonna get turned off by it. Yeah. All right. So here's my thing with him. I loved Bray Wyatt even in the early days when he was the leader of the Firefly family and all that. Which, by the way, he had a match with the Undertaker too at WrestleMania. Because I always thought they never had a match, and I was like, dude, it'd be cool. The Fiend versus the Undertaker. That would be cool to see. But they already did Bray Wyatt versus the Undertaker, so it wouldn't make sense. Now, where the Fiend is different is he's. He's a split personality character off of a character who is a children's um, entertainer. Well, he's a horrifying, perverted version. Right. Right there alone, that's good because that's nothing like The Undertaker. But they are advertising him as the next Undertaker. That's yeah, where they're going to fuck up. They're trying to shoehorn that yeah. you're wrestling and then you just hear the boom and the lights flash. And then everybody in the thing gets all scared. And, yeah. and he's going to come out and just stand right up next to you. And you can, and you can, and there's, and remember watching that one, that one match with mm. you, that first time we watched together, where a guy <clears> walks up and slugs him right in the face, and he just goes, and stares him down, I'm like, okay, this is Undertaker ripoff, I'm not dealing with this. The only good Undertaker ripoff was Sting, and say what you will about Sting, he may be his own character, but he is, basically, he's the WCW Undertaker. He even admits that he was like, I gotta do something different, because times are changing, and everyone around him was like, hey, we're not saying rip off The Undertaker, but <laughs> be The Undertaker of our brand. And that's kind of what he yeah, was. But, but he also... But he did his own thing. Yeah, he. You can be... You can be like The Undertaker, but it's got to be your own thing, too. Because look at Hulk Hogan and look at Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin did exactly... Ripped off Hulk Hogan. Yeah, pretty but, much, but he, was he did it just a violent this, version. He did it just this much different. Mm-hmm. He's able to carve his way. Yeah, he was more the baddest, cool, but he's still kind of like the hometown hero. Yeah, yeah. He, he did just a little bit different, right? And see, Undertaker, his um, inspiration came from not just being like a creepy character. He didn't just come up with that. A lot of it is actually from him taking sketches and saying, okay. I kind of want to be like a Jason Freddy character, which was what Kane did too. Um, 
always forget his fucking name. I think it's Glenn Jacobs, if I'm saying that right. Yeah, please look it up just in case I'm fucking it up. Glenn Jacob, I believe, or Glenn Jacob. So he's the guy that's Kane, but he had said that he'd done the same thing. He looked at his character of Inferno, and he thought, well, I'm basically supposed to be a Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees character, but how do I make that fit into wrestling? I kind of feel like um, a lot of the actors, uh, as I call them, wrestlers, aren't doing that now. They're not looking into what kind of person they could be in a movie or in real life. Now, here's the thing. Here's where Undertaker does get the benefit of the doubt. He is born into a time where Vince McMahon... Yeah, Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs, that's right. Okay, so... uh, He got fat. Oh, he's a mayor now. He's a mayor? Yeah, look it up, dude. Just look at his <laughs> no. shit. He's a fucking mayor. Or he's he's either a mayor or he's like a, a city... He's on city council, man. Dude, I swear to God, if he's... He's like a mayor of He's sort. the mayor of Knoxville? Yeah. Oh, Knox County. <laughs> yeah, dude. See as no a Republican, the mayor As a Republican, he's the mayor of Knox County. I officially endorse... I officially... Oh, he's smart, too. I, I officially endorse Glenn Jacobs for president of the United States. Well, can you imagine, like, a lot of people look at him like, this This dude will choke slam me if I don't vote. <laughs> Could you imagine that he's on the debate stage with Nikki Haley? Like, you don't vote for me. Yeah, he's, like, giving him the evil stare. <laughs> but what's crazy is if you look at him now, like, doing his mayor shit, he's not wearing the contacts for his eyes so he doesn't look like dude from See No Evil. He looks like a regular fucking guy. And matter of fact... Kane, uh, Glenn Jacobs was in a movie with Dolph Ziggler. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a WWE studio movie. <laughs> Dude. Those movies are all so bad. They're bad. They're, they're funny. Like, they're cool to sit through. Some of them. But anyway, this one in particular, Dolph Ziggler is a on-the-edge, like, off-the-fucking-rails cop. And Glenn Jacobs, Kane, is his captain. You think him being the mayor is weird? Watch this movie and this motherfucker is wearing like a suit dressed like he's a fucking Nazi, basically. He's got the police badge. And I'm the... not going to lie. That motherfucker looks like a Nazi. He does. He's, like, <laughs> he's scary looking, but uh, anyway. He looks like he'd be like, our dad, he Jewish, yeah. <laughs> you know what's kind of nice to know, though, that through all the things I've seen with The Undertaker, Mark Calloway, in his interviews and shit, he's wearing a lot of the thin blue line stuff. He's wearing Texas Pride shirts. Like, it's kind of nice to know that he's not a dirtbag, if that but makes sense. But he's from Waco, right? Uh, where the fuck? He is from Texas. I know that. He's somewhere in Texas. He is, uh, Bill is from Death Valley, but I don't think that's actually... I think he's from Waco. Death Valley's in California, so it's definitely wrong. Right. I was going to say, that's where he's billed as, but that's just for his character. I gotta see where he's born at. Kyle Casting is a... Oh, he's born in Houston, not Waco. I'm sorry. But, he no, he's from the great state of Texas, so he's got, like, that southern... This wrong. man's had three wives. Hmm. Well, I don't blame him. I mean, well, you... they're all dead. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know this. Let's, so let's talk Jody about this. So, Jody Landborn, 19... Um, they were married on 19... 19- oh, no, that's a divorce date, okay? <laughs> I was like, they're all dead. Like- it, it said... It looked like they were dead. No, okay. So he got married to a lady named Jody Lynn in 1989. They were divorced on 19 19- in 1999. She's like, I'm sick of this wrestling shit. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> He's blowing up. She's Stop like, telling oh, people I'm dead. <laughs> um, then he married um, Sarah Frank in 2000. Right. They were they've been divorced. They were divorced in 2007. He's now married to Michelle McCool, which is the freaking 
coolest name ever. She's not Michelle Cool. She's Michelle McCool. McCool. Yeah, she was a diva at one point. A um, wrestler. And so they were married to the tent and they're still... Yeah, like, she's the one I was telling you about in the documentary that's saying like she loves him so much that she doesn't want him to go back to wrestling because he's hurt. Yeah, that makes sense. He's in a lot of fucking pain. He looks so old in the picture on his IMDb... Or his God, his it's heartbreaking, page. dude. So heartbreaking. He lives well, in Austin. Oh, yeah, he's still from the great state, man. Him and fucking Steve Austin on the podcast, and they're talking about being from fucking Texas. Yeah, Michelle McCool was married to Jeremy Alexander until 2006. Right, right. She's from Paprika, Florida? No, that's Palatica, Florida. Aside from... Um, com- that they're all dead. They're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> they're all the divorce. Aside from comparing other wrestlers to Undertaker... And Kane being a badass and all that shit. And the accolades that he has, including losing this fucking streak. There is something I want to talk about. The change in his character, too. So, as you know, at some point in the early 2000s, he goes to that American badass character. Which, it worked at the time, but, dude, I think it got old fast. Controversial? I liked him better as American badass than as the dead man. The Why? rolling up on the Harley in the freaking um, in the freaking denim blue jeans and walk up in those motorcycle boots. Right. It, it because the Brothers of Destruction when they go up there and he's the dead man and Kane's Kane. That fits perfectly. It, it works great, but that but when you see the two people, you see them go up together when he's American yeah. badass and Kane's Kane. It gives you a little bit of a... Right, right. It gives you a little bit of a... What's the word? Like, contrast. It makes Kane look scare, like darker and scarier. Yeah. It makes Undertaker look more like a certified right. badass. No, 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 I get that. I just, like, it got old for me. I was like, fuck. Especially because he did it around the time that WWE finally started to... Let out because, in my opinion, after the Attitude Era ended, um, they had they hit a little, a little like a roadblock because Ruthless Aggression, your era, was fucking amazing. But right in those couple of years after the buyout of WCW, after the shitty invasion storyline that doesn't work, they hit like a really weird roadblock, and he's a big part of that. That's his character change. It's like, what the fuck? This is when we're like, what's going on here? You have. Randy Orton and Batista and all these newcomers, but nobody knows what to do with them. But, but, and this is also, I have to admit though, that this is also the time when I'm now, before I'm actually watching and I'm yeah. playing the video game. Oh, God. The video and and my awesome. buddy and I used to play, I would have the Brothers of Destruction and he'd have, was it, um, DX, dude. DX. The Generation X, they were the shit. And, and we would just, that would be the, the match we'd play over yeah. and over and over again. The the double choke slam is my favorite tag team move of all the time. Double choke slam, that's tight. Where yeah, they both just slam to hell. Boom. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shoot. And, sl- and I, I will never that. forget the most, the most, if you ever oh, want to get tons yeah. of serotonin into my brain, it is seeing Undertaker in full denim take Triple <laughs> H's head <laughs> and slam it through a pinball machine and hearing the right. pinball machine go and it go 
High score. Because I peed myself <laughs> when I was in elementary school when we first found out we could do that. Right. We're just yeah. wrestling in, and I and somehow I grabbed his head and slammed it into him. High score. High we got, score. We yeah. paused it. We were laughing so hard. I peed my pants at my friend's house. I had to go across the street and get new pants. He's like, oh, oh, shit. (laughs) There was a game at one point, um, not the one I mentioned, which WWF SmackDown was like the greatest fucking wrestling game of all time. WCW, some of their games were pretty good, but WWF SmackDown is where it's at. And then the WWE Raw versus SmackDown 2007, phenomenal. But anyway, um, I, um, for my birthday, which passed recently, my wife bought me WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Have you seen anything for it? I, I know NBA Battlegrounds, and I've seen it. Is it any good, or is it cheesy the as hell? The big fucking heads. They're fighting in the jungle, on the beach. <laughs> well, Pam, 300 pounds. Thunder. <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking... It is the cheesiest fucking thing. I like it. I enjoy it because it is better than that piece of shit 2K20 that I had. Is Which 2K20 is still, really bad? Oh my god, dude. The story sucks. The fucking lagging is ridiculous. The shit blacks out on me all the time. I'll be like on a fucking run, dude, doing a storyline or even like a match. I do a match to like do points because I'm not a pussy. I don't just buy everything and unlock it. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. I work for it. I'm, I'm from that age where, oh, I played all the levels. I unlocked it. Well, anyway, this is exactly what I do. I'm on a fucking run and then all of a sudden... Home screen. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like a throw. Oh, so your games crash. The game crashes a lot, dude. Oh no, it is so bad that WWE fired the fucking team that was working on it. Oh, good. Yeah, because they're like the NFL needs to do that with EA Sports. Well, it got so bad that we got battlegrounds now. (laughs) That's what they resorted to. They were like, well, shit, we gotta have something. What do we do? Yeah, because that's a fill-in. WWE is good for fill-ins. Um. Yeah, I got 2K19 for free because Xbox gave it away for free when 20 came out. See, like, 19 is cool. And I, and I was playing 19, and like all 19 did, all I did on 19 was Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, Undertaker <laughs> and Kane. Yep. Kane on the new one sucks. It's the fucking. It's the aftermath of him getting the mask removed. Oh. And then he gets the plastic mask. It's like cheap. Because original Kane is better than modern day Kane. In my opinion, the best Kane is no mask, bald, yeah, monster. That was the best one. Now, in terms of Undertaker, or he freaking he broke freaking that dude's ribs with the shillelagh. <laughs> is that Fit Finley? Yeah. Do you remember the mask? Uh, the match with him and Viscera. I don't think so. No. Oh my god, dude! Viscera was a big fat dude <laughs> who was pretty scary, but Kane fucked him up. Anyway. Uh, my favorite Undertaker, though, besides the least favorite being the American Badass, is probably, um, this was before your time, this was uh, Attitude Era, my time, the Ministry of Darkness. It was when he had other wrestlers joining him. He had all these fucking new tattoos on him. It was right around that time that Undertaker was, um, he had like the gothic look, and I remember specifically The Rock, dude, was just clowning on him 24-7. There was one skit where he's like, Undertaker, with your fucking Mickey Mouse tattoos and your 33-pound head. Like, dude. Oh, my God. That was cool as shit. And the theme song was different. It was more rock, gothic. That was cool to me, but that was also controversial because that's when 
he's hanging people on the cross, and they're like, okay, no more of that. Like, <laughs> we're getting way too many complaints, but and that's my favorite Undertaker. The, my least favorite Undertaker is purple gloves and the a, original Undertaker and a yeah. purple and white uh, like Phantom of the meat. Opera mask. I can't do it. Yeah, that's I bad. oh I laugh out loud because I've seen how good that costume could be, and I've seen how horrible that costume yeah. could be. The bright purple just doesn't work. Right. The flat brim, the long yeah. hair, the big black trench coat. My least favorite is the one we discussed earlier today with the fucking mohawk. Oh, the mohawk's garbage. <laughs> that was bad. I was the, like, wow. It okay. looks like a landing strip. <laughs> the original Undertaker does kind of suck in terms of costume, too. Like, the torn fucking shirt. Like, that's when Paul Bearer sucked, in my opinion, because they put... The white makeup on him, the black fucking eyeliner, and he's really annoying. It's a little bit different when they take it off. And that's around the time that... Oh, it's a little before uh, Kane gets involved. That's when Mankind gets introduced. That was cool. But that early day fucking... That shit sucks. Yeah, the purple gloves, dude. They're bigger than his fucking hand. He has a mullet, dude. Nobody will point that out. It's a poofy fucking hairband mullet. Dude. <laughs> like, I understand that the 80s and 90s were the hit of the time, but that's a shitty look. I still can't get over the fact that he wrestled fucking Hulk Hogan. That is absolutely insane to me. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, like, what the fuck? That's old, dude. But, um... Actually, oh, I forgot about his giant pinstripe tie. That's his... Dude, that's when he first gets introduced. He's got that stupid tie. Or, I don't like the vignettes they did where... Uh, this is what made him popular, but it's when they're in the boiler room, when he's in the graveyard, and he's like, rest in peace. I'm like, those are so dumb. No, but it's the purple boots and the purple gloves. Yeah, that's the they're dumbest They're so... It, it just takes me out of it. It makes me laugh. Yeah. With the white Phantom of the Opera mask that looks like he's about what? to start singing. Can you look up and see how long he wore that fucking mask for? Because... That's literally after he was popular. That just said it says three. But it says three. So um, ninety four, ninety five, and some ninety six. He wore that mask for that long. Yep. Oh, remember when he went full hot topic? That's what I'm saying. That's my favorite Ministry of Darkness too. That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, he went full hot topic, and and oh yeah, where he's crucifying people across it. Yeah, that's when they were like, okay, no, no, this is too much. They did it to Stephanie McMahon, which leads to the. Whole Triple H, I'm fucking the boss's daughter storyline. And then American Badass, where my first Undertaker from video games, which I was like, oh, hell yeah. And then he went freaking Joe Stamos on us. This was horrible. His entrance music, you've done it now. (laughs) This is, people, I'm showing, he's got the mullet and the, like, full... the Harley. The full Mississippi suit. Yeah. um, Then... He goes where he gets all slicked back and he wears no hat and he's got a tank top on. For the longest time he wore that stupid fucking bandana too. That's, that's pretty, That I, I don't like that. Then he dies and the big brim hat comes. Yeah, There's, dude. I, that has to be the most iconic. That one he stuck with for so long too though because that's what we get towards the end of his career. Especially when he starts to fucking break down. Which I, I can't really pinpoint when it happens but in my opinion he starts to slow down. At the Brock Lesnar WrestleMania 30 where he loses the streak. Because then two years later, he has that next match with Roman Reigns. That's supposed to be his retirement match. That match sucked too. To the point where he apologizes to Roman Reigns in real life about ruining his fucking moment. 
It's a bad match. It's not as bad as the piece of shit I showed you. But, like, that that's the, the worst fucking Those match. three men nearly died on three different occasions. Horrible. But anyways, that match is supposed to be his final. So what happens is after he loses, he looks at the crowd. They're all saying, thank you, Taker. Because at this point, everyone knows what's going on, dude. The fucking internet's like AIDS, dude. It's just everywhere. But, like... They're saying thank you. For the first time in his career, he gets out of the ring, goes and hugs his wife and kisses her. Breaks character. Puts the gloves down, the hat down, walks out, it's over. Not really. He comes back like a year or so later. Multiple matches leading up to the piece of shit that we have called um, Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. I don't remember where it's at. Jeddah or it's something, but it's him and Goldberg. They're trying to sell it as a because that's a match everyone did want to see. I didn't really care for it. I never cared for a Goldberg Undertaker match. The two don't fit together. It doesn't make any sense. But it sounded cool. I didn't think about the fact that they're both fucking 50, basically. So <laughs> I didn't really, yeah. Then I saw it, and I was like, wow, this is the worst fucking Undertaker match I've ever yeah, he, experienced. Yeah, Tony showed it to me tonight, and he goes, okay, awesome. Watch this Goldberg match. I'm like, okay. And he's like, watch this. Watch this choke slam. And he barely gets up there. He jumps yeah, to get dude, it got worse. And I'm like, I'm too. like, oh, that was bad. That can't get worse. The second choke slam, <laughs> he doesn't get into a pet muscle. You, Come here, little guy. He goes, it. It looks like what you. It looks like what you do with your baby when you're goofing off. And yeah. You're like, ah! oh. <laughs> and he picked him up, and you saw him start to slip. So he tried to catch him as he fell yeah, down, dude. And Is then it, the jackhammer, like, oh, oh my god, almost breaks his fucking. His neck. life flashed before my eyes. <laughs> He's like, it's time to stop, <laughs> dude, dude. I was sitting here waiting to see the next next week we're gonna see Undertaker in a wheelchair. He's gonna roll out and be like, rest in peace, like my legs. <laughs> and then you got the piece of shit. Well, it's not. I think the Goldberg match is worse, but the, the feud with AJ Styles is great until WrestleMania 36. So we watched that. Yeah. It was and it's cringy. Yeah. And it's, it's like, damn. You it's really cringy. This up. It's goofy. It's yeah. kind of dumb. Yeah. But also. It's a good, like, goodbye. It, it, it was good enough. He should have been. The fact that they were like talking back at each other and like ripping, he's like, "Hey, what's my mother? What's, it was what's like, my wife's name? What's my wife's what's name? My wife's name? <laughs> that was horrible. I'm a little gay, but that and uh, not to mention the fucking the music, the special effects. I understand they're trying to make up for no fans. The fact that it had it took eight men to try to take down, <laughs> yeah, but to take down a biker basically. That was far, far, far better." Yeah, the Goldberg match, and the other one with and it the may, DX and, make, and, and it, Brothers it, of Destruction. It may honestly may have been the best one of the of the last ones he did. Yeah, that was his better match out of the fucking five six years that he sucked. Which which probably be was because every ten minutes they could cut and let him drink a Gatorade. Uh, <laughs> like you good, bro? You good? Well, not to mention, dude, the last few matches he did, you could just see it. For the last few years, you're like, dude, he's so old, it's bad now. But you want to love him so much, 
And you want to say, like, you still got it, but he doesn't have it. Because you're sitting there, you're like, he doesn't got it. He doesn't got it. And then he gets knocked down, you're like, oh, no, he's done. But the thing that crazy part is, that plays into his character. <laughs> right, yeah. Because you're like, oh, he's done. Great. This old man, he sets up, you go, oh, shit. <laughs> when he comes back, yeah, like, that's the best part is lights go out, and then you hear the gong, and you're like, oh, man, he's back. Like, that's cool. But I don't want to see a match anymore with him. I just want to see him show up and scare people. That's kind of all I want to see. But, but the best WWE meme did come from that. No, that fucking. There's only two gender. <laughs> the blue haired girl behind me. He's like, oh, he looks like a blue haired girl. That looks like that person that's like, what kind of shit are you talking about with transgenders? <laughs> Dude, I, is, um, so it gets it. I think it was, it was solid. I don't, I don't think it was super horrible or. Garbage. I give it three stars. That's. Out of the five out of ten. Out of five. No. Yeah. Because out of the attempt that they made, it's at least decent. Okay. Let's think. But in a wrestling match and like actual wrestling matches. Okay. We're comparing this to all wrestling matches. Oh, out of all of them? Oh, then bad. It's It's, it's not very good. But when you consider the man's almost 50 years old, there is no fans. And his competitor is in his 40s, so they're both slow. And. When you consider the restraints that were put on them, mm. and you consider that, then it's it's not as bad as it. Could've it's been. not as bad as it could have been. Yeah, because was it as did. was it as good as it should have been? Probably not. But, but I'm glad they didn't do so it. much worse. Yeah, because when they advertised it, it's the boneyard match, and I was like, wait a minute, they already said WrestleMania is going to be done without fans. How the fuck is that going to work? They're going to put, like, fake plastic bones in the ring? <laughs> that was my concern. I was like, dude, no fans. Because this could have been so ba- bad. It would, they would have, instead of doing it on location like they did and have all the stuff. Yeah. Imagine if they would have just thrown The Undertaker and AJ Styles in a ring and had them at, do an actual yeah, match. Yeah, like, with nothing going on. That yeah. would have been horrible. That So. Well, yeah, and the, AJ Styles has slowed down a lot, too. And... And you can only get so much enjoyment out of, and you can't. That I would That's not want to be AJ Styles in that thing. Could you imagine trying to make fun of? Yeah, the Your most popular, the arguably the most popular wrestler in the. Well, The Rock's probably because he's done other stuff. But like even Roman Reigns will tell you that his match with him, he was like, "Oh my god, I'm wrestling." My yeah. childhood hero. This is crazy. Like, this is the guy... I, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Because anything bad you say about him... And it, you're the last guy to wrestle him ever. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Right, I'm like... Yes. That's a lot of pressure. And according to the story, AJ Styles was all for it. He was, like, listening to um, an interview, and Undertaker was talking about having one last match, and he was like, dude, I would really like to do this. And so he brought it up to them, and... They were like, eh, no, nah, we'll see. And even Undertaker was like, mm, I don't know. Because he wasn't sure when he was going to do it. But then he was like, wait, I do want to do it soon. It has to be WrestleMania. And it was his buddy Steve Austin that told him, if there was anybody you're going to pick, AJ Styles is the guy. Because they all agreed. They're like, dude, he's one of the best wrestlers walking right now. Because of the fact that he's not only athletic, but the fucking guy can sell a promotion. He's... Got good sketches. He's easy to hate. He's easy to love. The problem is he's still being presented as a mid-card guy. But I think that's because of the fact that he's already done it all. 
He's basically like Triple H at this point. He's done everything that they use him to introduce new guys. Yeah. So his storylines are boring as fuck. He's he's used to start stories and end stories. Not really. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. He's already reached his peak. He's pretty much done at this point. And honestly, I think AJ Styles was a really good choice. Oh yeah. Because who else do they have that's wrestling? At a high enough level to make a none of them event with him good. None of them because I love Kevin Owens. I love fucking Drew McIntyre. I love Seth Rollins, even though I can't stand him. I even love Baron Corbin. I can't stand him either. None of them match up because if they were to pick someone older like John Cena, it wouldn't have been. Now, if they would have been like, if they would have been like John Cena, would have been a shitty decision. Now, there was another option, but there's no way they're going to do it because it would have tanked their new big dark. Like, heel guy. Yeah. They could have had him go against the Fiend. Beat the snot out of the Fiend. And be like, yo, get out of my lane. But I think the reason they didn't is because then it defeats That destroyed. You can't bring the Fiend the back. The Fiend was already that. fucked up. Because here's the thing. Before WrestleMania happened, I didn't talk about this yet. I totally forgot about this. So we got to get off track and talk about this for a minute. So... The Fiend, uh, eventually he won the WWE Universal Champion from Seth Rollins, and he held it for a couple months. Super Showdown happens again. Huh, Super Showdown, shitty pay-per-view. Same place, Jetta, whatever it's at. The Fiend doesn't have really uh, a person to wrestle. Goldberg pops up, and Goldberg's like, you know what? My run in WWE a few years ago sucked. It was cut short. Oh, excuse me. I want a chance at the Universal title again. Super Showdown is literally a month and a half away from WrestleMania. Because you have Royal Rumble, which is the road to WrestleMania. Then there's Super Showdown, then there's Elimination Chamber, and then bam, WrestleMania. So that's two, three months worth of pay-per-view, right? Goldberg actually beat The Fiend at Super Showdown and won the belt. Just so that he can hold it and lose it at WrestleMania two and a half months later. To what was supposed to be Roman Reigns, but because of COVID, Roman backed out. He's had leukemia, and so like yeah, he they picked Braun Strowman like a dude out of the blue. So that whole story gets fucked to the dirt immediately because of that. But dude, it would have been better to see Roman Reigns fight the Fiend at WrestleMania. They wanted Roman to be the champion again, but the way they fucking killed the Fiend off by Goldberg was so stupid. It was a three-minute match. Goldberg hit him with, like, five spears. He won, and everybody's in awe because they're like, dude, you just fucking killed, like, our main guy. You just made it to where the guy that couldn't be destroyed fucking lost. How are we supposed to have any respect for him now? Yeah. Basically. So now I'm like, well, it wouldn't have worked at WrestleMania anyway because he just lost to Goldberg. And and I love Goldberg, but dude, fuck, you can't. You can't. He's eighty years old. You can't have him come in a beat like. Yeah. Like why they picked him? I think it was because they wanted to save Roman Reigns for WrestleMania, and for some fucking reason they had access to their brain where they were like, okay, we could have the Fiend and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Now I don't need any fucking part of this brain. Threw it away, and they're like, we gotta find out who can hold the title for two months. Who better than somebody that doesn't want to wrestle full-time and can't? They did that shit with CM Punk, dude. Like, back in 2013, he lost the WWE title to The Rock at Royal Rumble. It's the first time in 10 years The Rock held a belt because he's in movies and shit. Yeah. He wins at Royal Rumble. He defends it against CM Punk again at Elimination Chamber. WrestleMania comes up. 
John Cena beats him for it. And I was like, you guys just did this fucking match a year ago. <laughs> like, why would you do this again? And it was because they had no one to find to hold the fucking belt. And I think it's because they have a vacuum of young, homegrown yeah. stars. They got opportunities now. But they rely too much on some of the old guys. Now, are they going to blow it? Rey Mysterio's kid. Mm-hmm. You got it. Get him, get him going. Make him the new Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. I love that, man. I love Eddie Make Guerrero. him the next Eddie Guerrero. He can do it. Again, don't make him be Eddie Guerrero. Make him be Eddie His Guerrero own. with yeah. a little twist. Lars Sullivan is amazing. He could be a pretty Use good Use him. Yeah. I don't like these big, hard nipple... Um, um, Austin Eastern nipples. Like, <laughs> that's you don't know that terminology, hard nippled. Yeah, no, I. We're like full of yourself, but Big E's hilarious Big and he's is entertaining. Like, my wife loves him. Yeah. Use Big E. Use Lars Sullivan. Use um, yeah. Ray Mysterio's kid. Well, right, right. I mean, he just he has to get away from being Ray Mysterio's kid. He's gonna have to. But they're gonna fuck. And you up had with it. You had it. But you let the Miz win. You well, freaking... not to mention, dude, he's only won, like, two matches, probably, since he's been there. He's lost, like, multiple to fucking Seth Rollins, to Buddy Murphy. Well, didn't like... he and his dad win the tag team championship recently? Mm-mm. No? But he's lost, like, almost every match. He's only won, like, two or three, dude. Yeah, I'm like, why do you guys keep selling him short if you're trying to build him up? I don't get it. They always want the fucking hill to win at this point. But if you're trying to sell him as, like, hey, the next big thing, you can't treat him like he's second best. Now, I understand that they want to make plans and they don't want it to be too predictable, but when they do shit like that, dude, it becomes predictable. Like, I'll be watching it, and I'm a fucking diehard wrestling fan. I love it so much, dude, I have faith in it, even though it sucks now, and I'll admit it sucks, but I still have faith in it. I'll be sitting there, and I'm like, hmm, here's my prediction. This is what's going to happen, and I'm almost always right. Because it's so predictable. It's happened right. before. They're running on low fumes and they keep doing the same thing over and over. The worst storyline this year was the whole uh, Ray Mysterio's daughter dating Buddy Murphy. And <laughs> that was so... First off, it's gross. She's like 19. This dude has to be 30. That don't make any sense. That was so they could end the feud with Seth Rollins. But they went about it wrong. They fucking wrote it wrong. You can tell it was a last minute thing. Look, wrestling fans are the most diehard fans in the world, but when you insult their intelligence and you slap them in the face, you lose them. And that's what WWE has been doing a lot of. Now, The Undertaker is probably the best thing that WWE has done ever. Yes. I, mean, I love wrestling, but Undertaker and his fucking farewell speech, the best thing they've ever done, dude. It was amazing. The only problem is you had all these superstars come out that knew him for no reason. Because we don't get to see what they say to him and shit. Right. They cut that because it's live TV. Well, it's taped now. They're taking advantage of it. But we don't get to see that. We see all these wrestlers come out and then, boom, we're going to go to The Undertaker. He's going to walk down in 15 minutes. That's how it feels. <laughs> I love it, but that's how it feels. And then he's going to say, it's time for me to rest in peace. I'm going to sit there and go, oh, oh. <laughs> I try not to cry like that. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then the worst part, dude, what brought a tear on. 
the CGI Paul Bearer. I was like, no, don't do this. What got me... That's gone. No, what what got me was when Vince McMahon... Oh, yeah, he's Who's supposed to be this emotionless asshole who just... Everyone hates, and he's standing in the middle, and he's trying so hard to be no, emotional. So and you can up. hear his voice do that little crack, and I'm like, ah! uh, <laughs> like no, no, you're not all that. No, you. Break it's like the- that Kermit the Frog meme, where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but there, there's that. But then what pisses me off is when freaking um, Greg Hardy, <laughs> this motherfucker, is down the this- aisle. You are so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> when he comes down the aisle in that paper mache mask. That's supposed to be the Undertaker's like cross or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's like black and white paper mache and he's still got those dumb sleeves. He looks like the you know you know in middle school that one emo kid that like cut holes in the sleeves and like, stick his thumbs through the thumbs through the sleeves. I did that one year, but I know some yeah, I, that, I judge that. That's too. that is him, and I don't like him for it. And he he walk it down. He he walked down like right after Rashiki or something, Rikishi. Rikishi. And you're like Rikishi, like oh Rikishi. That's here. the Usos' dad. That's cool. Yeah. Like awesome. He walks and he steps up and he's like in a suit. And Triple H comes out in a suit. Everybody's all wearing these nice suits. He comes out. <laughs> I'm on Adderall. <laughs> That's fucked up because he's a drug addict in sobriety. <laughs> That's the whole gimmick of his character now. He's sober. Which, before we close this out, we gotta talk about that real quick. So I know you don't watch wrestling, but recently, in the last couple of months, dude, when Jeff Hardy came to SmackDown, there was a storyline between him and Sheamus. You remember Sheamus, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was pretty big back in uh, in your generation, the Ruthless Aggression era. Well, anyway, they have a storyline where he fucks over Jeff Hardy. He's beating up on him. He's bullying him. Jeff Hardy literally just came back after completing like a certain amount of time in uh, rehab. The storyline is about Sheamus telling him you're nothing but a junkie. And if I'm going to fight you, you need to te- take a piss test. Dude, it's fucked up. I'm like watching it. And I'm like, I would be so mad if I was in this fucking story. WWE sells WWE authentic Jeff Hardy neon green sleeves. Fuck yeah, I can like, <laughs> <laughs> go to a rave. <laughs> no, you, could you imagine rolling into church like, <laughs> doing somersaults and crap <laughs> in a paper mache mask? All right, all right. Last topic before we close it. Where do we go with this? So. Here's my thing, dude. It hurts me The Undertaker's gone because I'm like, fuck, that's the last of the Vikings. Like, you still got Randy Orton, but he doesn't compare. But 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 also, the, the reason it's good is because they can't do any more damage to him. Because mm-hmm. they have done nothing good for him, honestly, in the past probably three or four years. Yeah, and he's, he's finally able to rest. They don't have to worry so much about what they're doing with him. He's no longer hurting himself. But now that he's gone, are we ever going to see another Undertaker? No. I don't think so either. I think that's the last good thing. It's going to be impossible for anybody to be as good as him. To replicate it, yeah. For multiple reasons. A. Look at the tenure. Yeah, holy shit. A. Who wrestles that long? Yeah, dude, that's the thing. I'm like 30 years. And I don't mean... I don't mean... wrestled for like 13. And I don't mean, oh... Uh, Triple H wrestled in 2011 and he wrestled in 1982. No, I mean wrestled at a high level in which you are the main card on multiple pay-per-views throughout Mm -hmm. the year. 
You don't see that. Plus, the writing sucks. So the Undertaker caught. Well, he's so dedicated to it too. That's the crazy thing. The Undertaker got really popular at a time when the writing was pretty good. Got really popular when the writing was really good. Maintained his popularity through solid writing, and now it's garbage. But he's been able to ride on that fact. Right. There's no one who's going to start this low and get up. The writing is bad now, but I don't think it's as bad as when he came around. Like, right when they were doing the whole, every character has to be a gimmick, a plumber. Or, um, I don't know if you know this, but when Kane started, he was a dentist, an evil dentist. His name was um, Isaac Yankum. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was so bad. But like, oh, Mr. Boss Man was cool. No, Boss Man was Police tight. Man? Yeah. <laughs> or um, Coco Beware was cool, but like... The writing now isn't as bad as back in the fucking 80s and 90s. But I still love, like, Hulk Hogan and all that, dude. Like, the writing may have been bad, but that was at a time where people were just discovering how cool wrestling was. So it doesn't count. But but when you look back, the campy goofiness of all of it... It's not acceptable now. You're like, dude, that was cool then, but you're fucking... You've evolved. But, but like, that you can see, like, oh, they've taken, they took missteps... But you can feel that there was effort put into writing mm. back then. Right now, it just feels lazy. It all feels lazy. Lazy. Every time I try to sit it's down, super PG too. Every time I sit down and that. try to watch it, it just feels lazy. It does, and I it, have moments where I'm bored with it. It feels like, oh, we want this guy to win. So yeah, we're gonna. We don't want to invent. We don't want to write something cool where. He does something cool or something cool happens. We're just going to make it on semantic overload that somebody wins. Right. Because if we want them to win. It was, back when I was watching, it wasn't, oh, we want Mark Henry to win, so Mark Henry's going to win. Yeah. Mark Henry had an or- had a cool plan where he was able to lock someone up against a wall and slam them through a wall and give them the bear hug, and that's how he won. If... That was nowadays they want Mark Henry to win. Mark Henry's going to go under the ropes, come back out and touch them in the back of the right. Hand. You know, I wonder when will the Undertaker be in the WWE Hall of Fame? Do you think it's going to be right away, or is there is so I know in the NFL Hall of Fame there's a requirement of seven of six years. Um, is there a requirement? Yes, there is actually. So I think that so Batista is in the Hall of Fame now, and he's pretty young. But the requirement is more based on um, accolades, like how many champions. Oh, so there's not a set fast rule. You have to wait this long. No, not necessarily. I think I don't know who the youngest is, but like, dude, fucking Bradshaw, John Bradshaw Layfield, he's in the Hall of Fame, and he's really like forty, fifty. So like, so um, I. I know the NFL, like, once you retire, yeah. you have to wait six years before you are eligible to enter. Maybe so, there is going to be some form, so, I think. So I don't, I don't know if the WWE has Hall of Fame has a rule about that. If they don't, the, literally the first induction ceremony, he should be in. Mm. He should be a... No matter, so. no matter what ballot it is, he should be a first balloter. Yeah. And... I mean, it should be... It should be an event like like when Jerry Rice got in. Yeah, I mean, I would hope they wait a little bit. Like, Is he in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame? He's got to be, right? I don't know. You know what's crazy, though? There, there are some superstars that are in the 
TNA Hall of Fame and WWE Hall of Fame. That's the fucking crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? But um, I know you're not like super into wrestling now, but bro, you got to give AEW a shot. All Elite Wrestling, it's pretty fucking cool. I've heard that NXT, which is run by it's, Triple H, though, yeah, I think. it's like the it's the developmental version. But they have their own roster. They have their own show. And apparently, it's pretty good. And it's got Pat McAfee, and I love Pat McAfee. So. Finn Balor's there. Charlotte Flair's there. A couple of people that are oh. pretty big right now are there. Matter of fact, tomorrow is their pay-per-view war games. And I'm like, I think I might give it a try. It's cool. I mean, I've seen a few matches. They're more extreme than anything, but I fucking love AEW. Impact Wrestling used to be cool, but now they're really stale. Ring of Honor Wrestling is pretty cool, but that's like an internet brand, basically. Like, it's big. It's been all over for a long time, but they're not... They don't have TV time, like, Impact and all them do. So, the Undertaker is not in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. That is crazy. He is nominated this year. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to get that. He's nominated to get the Texas Sports Lifetime Achievement, the Lamar Hunt Lifetime Achievement Award. Holy shit. He's there then. He's on the way there. Um, it is a special... Indivi- it's given to a special individual who has achieved special acclaim by being influential in enhancing Texas sports and Texas sports history. Right, right. The criteria include having had, through the course of one's life, a significant and positive impact on the landscape of Texas sports. The award is given by the Executive Committee of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame Board of Trustees when they feel there is an individual who should be recognized for his or her contributions to Texas sports history. Hmm. Previous recipients are like Red Combs, Drayton McLean, Dave Campbell, Robert McNair, and the Hunt family. Hmm. Well, it sounds like he's not too far away. You know, he could get it. I don't think there will be there will ever be, ever be another Undertaker. I don't think I'm, it's there's not he. I don't want to take away from him as a person, especially what he gave us. But he was born. He was birthed into this perfect storm. Oh well, yeah, and I, I don't think there'll ever be that perfect storm to make this to give this absolute. National obsession with one person. Yeah. Like, The Rock was popular. But I don't think The Rock, as a wrestler, not as an actor. Yeah. But I don't think The Rock was ever as popular as just a wrestler as The Undertaker was. You know what's crazy? The Undertaker didn't make as much as a lot of wrestlers. I'm not fucked up. Quite a bit. And, like, here's the thing that's crazy to me, too. Do you know which wrestler sold the most money for that company? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, that 100% makes sense. Which, yeah, like, I love Stone Cold. That He's man, badass. That man gives that organization blowjobs on the daily. Right, and, like, what's crazy is he left because he didn't like what was going on, and then he came back, and now he's got his own show, which is pretty cool if you haven't seen it. Well, actually, you have. Yeah. It's great, dude. I love it. I watch it all the time. Like, here's my thing, bro. I'm really not into the wrestling shows that are on right now. I'm more like the backstage stuff. I like all the podcasts. I love the documentaries. I'm more into that now than I am the actual show. The Undertaker is only worth sixteen million dollars. The greatest. I saw someone say it was twenty million. That's weird. So that seventeen million is according to Celebrity Net Worth. But look, let's look at the top fifty wrestlers. 
Okay, yeah. Brock Lesnar, I know for the longest time, made like the most money. Vince McMahon obviously is number one with $1.6 billion. But that makes sense, yeah. Because he's the, like, he's the owner. Man. Number two, business. obviously, is The Rock. That yeah. is a lot of money, not from wrestling. Then Stephanie McMahon at $150 million. That don't count. <laughs> um, Triple H at $150 million, but he's He don't also, count either. He's yeah, also like, another owner. Yeah. John Cena at $60 million. Okay, that makes sense. Um... I wonder how much of that's from being a garbage rapper. What he was Bro. in the he was in the Fred movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was Fred's dad. I remember that shit. Um, number six is Stone Cold. Stone Cold. I thought he made the most. I guess not. Number seven is Hulk Hogan. I wouldn't be surprised if Stone if Stone Cold made the most while wrestling. Yeah, like he sold the and most merchandise. John the Cena time. from rapping, acting, and bodybuilding, and Triple H from just old. The whole goddamn yeah, thing. the whole fucking thing is. Ridiculous. Oh, number eight. This will surprise you, Kurt Angle. I love Kurt Angle. Though. That makes sense. Kurt Angle's a freaking beast. Yeah, I, lo- I love Kurt Angle. I've never had an issue with Kurt Angle. Stacy Kleiber is number nine. Keebler. I don't know who that idea who that She's is. She's hot as fuck, Stacy Keebler. Tori Wilson, dude, she was my fucking jerk off queen. We'll just put it that way. Number ten is the Big Show at twenty million. Seth, he is so boring, dude. He got old after a while. Chris Jericho at 12 at 18 million. Dude, Jericho is my fucking number one favorite wrestler of all time. Nick. Judas in my mind. Sorry. Good song. <laughs> Nick Foley at 13 at 18. Shawn Michaels cool. at 14. And The Undertaker at 15 at 17 million dollars. See, and it fucked up. You're like, wait a minute. This guy's been like the fucking dude carrying this whole thing. Someone's going to te- someone's gonna tell me that he uh, uh, earned as much money as Batista and Goldberg and Edge. Edge is legit. I love Edge. I don't know why he's not. Did Edge break his arm? So I guess what had happened was he suffered an injury where they were like, and uh, was it 2011? Oh, and fuck you, the Miz. The Miz is 21. Oh, he is rich. Well, like Edge had to retire early, but then he came back literally a year ago, and then he got an injury, and now he's out again. But like, didn't um, but didn't the Miz break his or didn't um? Didn't um freaking Edge break his arm doing something? Like snapped his arm like in half and his bone was sticking out? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. I the- stopped. So after like 2006, like basically when I got tired of John Cena, I stopped watching wrestling for a good couple of years. I didn't get back into wrestling till literally two years ago. I was so mad with the writing and with... Because here's the thing, bro. Like it's different for me because I came from... A guy who, you know, my stepdad wrestled. So, like, I knew it was fake. I knew it was all staged. But I was getting tired of the product. I was like, fuck, this is so boring. So I gave up on it. Then I came back and I was like, it's not as good as what it used to be. But it's interesting. It's got my attention. I've always loved wrestling. That'll never change. And I want to stick with it. No matter how bad it gets, I'd love to be able to just be a faithful, loyal fan. But I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I missed a lot of time. Yeah, I didn't even know that Edge retired for a while. I was like, what? And then I didn't know that John Cena retired. I was like, fuck. How is CM Punk's um, MMA um, freaking career going? (laughs) Real bad. I'll put it this way. He left WWE on a bad note. Rightfully so, because they were dicking his character around. Now he's in MMA. I've heard he's doing all right, but it's I don't think it's justifiable for other. Because what would he? He'd be a he's a lightweight, maybe a maybe a really feather midweight. Yeah, and I know he lost his first couple of matches, 
I mean, as that's going to happen. Usually. Yeah, because you think you're badass. And then because you're like, yeah, I wrestled my whole life. He goes, oh, fuck, that guy actually hit me. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That and like anybody that gets in the UFC, MMA, all that shit, unless you're Ken Shamrock, you're probably going to get your ass whooped like right away. <laughs> or you're pumped up for so much steroids in high school that you're just yes. like, bigger than everybody. <laughs> Lesnar. Lesnar's a beast. I don't like him, but I've just never fucking liked Lesnar, dude. I don't know what it is. Like, even when he first started, I thought he was a piece of shit. I watched one MMA match. I was sold. I was like, oh my god, this man's a monster. No, he's a good MMA fighter, yeah. Four days later, he went to WWE. Yeah, but that's because they paid him more, too. And I was like, wait a minute. I would have done it. Yeah, They're giving you more money, and you're going to get CTE as easy? Bet. All that and, like, his contract, dude. Barely wrestled. Yeah, dude, sit at home, make a couple million bucks. Well, that's probably what The Undertaker is on right now. He may have retired, but I can guarantee you that he's on a Legends contract where he's making money off of merchandise. Oh, that yeah. Dude's set for life. You don't got to work ever again. Oh, because because I read somewhere that um, they're technically, they're not, that wrestlers aren't employees. They're private contractors. Yeah. So, in order to sell their stuff... Every time WWE sells a Stone Cold Steve Austin vest, he they owe Stone Cold money. Yes and no. So, yes, if they are contracted their own. No, if they're not. But what will happen is if they're not contracted, they won't sell it. They own the rights to it, but they won't sell it because he's not working for them anymore. So why bother, basically? Right. But if he were to go join another federation and then merchandise under Stone Cold Steve Austin, they could sue him. Yeah. Yeah, but that's exactly yeah, well, what it is. Yeah, I watched the whole video on how they didn't have health care until like 2019. Like yeah, dude. They were and, getting all fucked up and the schedule was demanding and shit. And, and they're, some, apparently they were talking about um, like Triple H had like double, had to have double knee replacements. And yes, double, he tore both double knees and, and both double elbows replacements and couldn't afford it. I was oh, like, no. excuse me. Yeah, like you're risking your life and you're famous, but you're not getting famous treatment at the very least. Yeah, and they were like, and they were like, and he goes, I don't have health care. I couldn't afford my double knee transplant. I was like, bullshit. You couldn't afford a right. double knee, knee transplant. But then I found out that while he was wrestling, he was dirt poor. Like he was living out of a bus. For a while he was, yeah. He was dirt poor because uh, WWE screwed him on a contract or something. At the beginning, yeah. Once he got like. Kind of big. That's when he started making some decent money. And then when he apparently when he started making money, he actually knew what the hell to do with it. And yeah, and like in my opinion, he um, he married the boss's daughter for a reason. That's just me, but you know, not a lot of people want to talk about that. Undertaker should have done the same thing. <laughs> Dude, what are we gonna do though without Undertaker anymore? That's weird to me. I mean, I guess we'll be fine because let's be honest, I only wrestled like once or twice a year, if that, and like lately, barely. So, I mean, we'll be all right. But it sucks, dude, because he's probably never going to wrestle, like, ever again. If he keeps that promise. He's been known to, like, sporadically just show up. I have a feeling that he's going to... He won't wrestle again. But he will show up again. But he will show up. And that's what Sting did with AEW, dude. Like, he can't wrestle because of his fucking spine injury. But he's an on-screen character. He signed a multi-year deal. It's probably what's going to happen with Undertaker. And they what they need, they're gonna they're gonna they guarantee you. Let's 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 test how predictable the writers are at WWE. Yeah. Okay. They're going to find someone who liked Undertaker a lot. Mm-hmm. 
and kind of wants to be kind of wrestler along the lines of The Undertaker. The Undertaker comes back, not as a wrestler, but as a managing prodigy kind of person who escorts escorts this person. Maybe. If If it was, they'd have to be similar to The Undertaker, but maybe not necessarily. Like, he could come back as a whole new character, too. You know what I mean? Like, he could come back as a whole new man, but it's The Undertaker. I hope not. I hope he is The Undertaker, and I hope that... The character that comes back is very similar to him and Kane. That would make sense. If I never see The Undertaker wrestle again, I'm completely fine with that. I am too. It's about that time that he hangs it up and he's done. But it's like hard because you're like, fuck, man, my whole childhood. But the WWE has to understand that it is better to never show him again than to bring him back as some half-baked garbage thing where... It's only time you think about him is for an hour and a half one night that people have to pay one hundred and fifty dollars oh to my watch. God, dude, that is worse. You know what's pretty nice though, man. Without getting off topic, WWE Network's ten bucks a month. You can watch any pay per view. Yeah, that's what I love about it. You watch a lot of WWE. That's really worth it. Yeah, it is because here's the thing, dude. Growing up in my household, my stepdad was like. <laughs> The only pay-per-views we're getting are SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania, the four staples. We're not getting all the other stuff. And Raw and SmackDown is watched taped, which is fine because you can fast-forward through all the bullshit. But that's because pay-per-views are like $60, $70. Oh, yeah. Right, but if you do WWE Network, you can watch them live, 10 bucks a month. That's a fucking deal right there. That's a like, deal and a half. Here's the shitty part, though. Are you ready for this? Raw and SmackDown are not on there. Like, they are three months later, dude. Like, that's where you need Hulu, because well, they get well, both. Well, I was saying, well they're, they're like, yo, watch it on the free TV. Yeah. You want Raw and SmackDown? You better pay that cable bill. But if you want the pay-per-view, it's right here, 10 bucks a month. And they advertise every time, 10 bucks a month, fucking WrestleMania included. And you're like... I'm sold. But they also have a big library, too, dude. They've yeah, got fucking like past stuff. Yeah, and... Which is probably worth it more than even just the... It is because I watch that shit more than I care about the new pay-per-views. It's nice to have because I'm like, damn, I have an option to watch the new pay-per-view if I wanted to. Normally, I do. And oh, well, yeah, by the way, not sponsored. WWE, no, 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 yeah, WWE Network, if you'd like to come sponsor us. That would be cool, because then we could definitely sell it. But and, right now... And you could definitely give Austin and Tony both a yes. free subscription, and then Austin can go back and watch Kurt Angle kick some ass! <laughs> Bro, I've been telling you, you can have my info. I don't mind. <laughs> I'm the only one that uses it. Nobody in this house watches it but me. I have no problem giving it to you, because I'm like, dude, you can do what I do. I get sucked into it. I'm like, hours of... Let's watch that one episode of WCW. <laughs> it has everything, dude. You're like, I want to see that one documentary. Like, it's worth it. But I'll definitely get that from you. Yeah, dude. Like, you'll like it because then you're like, oh, I can watch all my dream matches that I wanted to see when I was little. Those are cool. But speaking of dream matches, before we close this out, because I feel like we have discussed at least the good majority and the basics of his career, there is one thing we got to discuss. Um, recently... Sting, his contract expired with WWE. One of the biggest reasons he left was that he pitched a match with Undertaker at WrestleMania, which any wrestling fan will tell you that's a fucking dream match. We've been wanting it for years. At this point, though, they're way too old. It wouldn't have made any sense. 
But that's why he left, because Vince McMahon and, you know, the WWE was like, no, it just wouldn't work. You saw that? Yes. Okay. So, he did sign a multi-year deal. He is not going to, more than likely, he's not going to wrestle, because he has to be protected from bumps due to his uh, spinal injury that he had back in, uh, I think it was 2014, with Seth Rollins at Clash of Champions. Well, anyway... Uh, Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, said that he did sign a multi-year deal and that he's going to be an on-screen character, which that could work. It really could. They could use him as a pivotal character for numerous different things. But he said the main reason he had left, well, one of the main reasons was he pitched that and they didn't want it. He even said, like, I want it to be a regular, but they weren't looking for that because I couldn't wrestle and I'm like, dude, the problem is with wrestling lately is they want to throw more athletes wrestling at you than story. That's what it feels like because the stories are fucking stale. Right. And I think they, they understand how garbage. Right. And so they just like force shit down your throat. If they'd have kept Sting as a regular character, whether he wrestled or not, it would have worked. But look what happened. AEW has him now. So it was pretty cool though, bro. When I saw his debut, I was like, what? I was sitting here with Chanel, dude, and I, like, geeked out for a minute. We're sitting there. We're chilling. I'm doing my right. I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. That's cool. You know, like, oh, he's going to fuck that move up. Like, I'm just doing my thing, and then all of a sudden, it's, like, dark. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who's this? Winter, trees, scorpion, sting. And I was like, huh? <laughs> he comes out, and I was like, what? Like, dude, I freaked out. I was like, yes! And I was like, Hey, ain't he like 60? And I was like, 62. (laughs) I was so excited. I was like, fucking Sting, dude. Yeah, I got so fucking happy. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where you geek out, but then you're like, in actuality, he ain't doing nothing. (laughs) So, quickly, The Undertaker has four children. All super young. Could you imagine your dad is The Undertaker? No, especially if he's like 50. Because his kids are young as fuck. I was looking at this and I was like... Well, that means he was fucking at 40. Well, I mean, any guy would be fucking oh, at 40. Oh, hold on. Time out. If you're the Undertaker, you're having sex now. Well, he should be. With he, can walk, too. he can walk into any bar anywhere and be like, yo, I'm the Undertaker. Well, he make your eyes roll wife. back of your head. <laughs> Dude, I, don't, I didn't send you that, but it's a meme. It's like me trying to imitate the Undertaker. Oh, you did say that to me. It's, it's all these like, all the porn. <laughs> yeah. But, bro, can you imagine? All right. Five years old, you go to school. Everybody's like, "Who's your dad?" Oh, he does some some wrestling thing. And they're like, "Gay, gay." And then you're like, "Oh, he's the Undertaker." Please, nigga. And then they go to the Could house. Could you imagine like, career day at school? Oh. <laughs> Could you Everybody's like <laughs> freaked out. He's Ima- just imagine career day at school, and you're like, "Oh, um, my dad's the um, Undertaker." Sarah, um, where's your dad? Oh, he's out in the hallway. Can I do something? You turn the lights off, you turn the projector on. Oh, the All the kids are screaming. Him. He walks in with the brim, eyes rolled back. Every kid just like pees their pants. The teacher's like, you need to leave now. And he grabs her. <laughs> Rest. He pees and choke slaps her, dude. All the kids are like, what? Dude, that would be kind of cool, actually. It'd be a little weird because now you look at it and you're like, all my parents, all my friends' dads, 
are plumbers and like electricians. My dad's legit. <laughs> Fuck my friends. <laughs> you know all those kids come like, is Kane your uncle? <laughs> that, that's probably the legit question. Is Kane really your uncle? And they're like, no. You see no, that that Nazi looking mother trucker? You think Supposedly they're really close though in real life. Like not best friends, but they kept in touch with each other. That's pretty cool. It is, dude, because, like, the way I look at it, if I was a wrestler, all that tenure, all that time together, I probably would keep close to a lot of those guys, especially during those eras that defined wrestling for what it is. You know what I mean? I'd have kept in touch. Undertaker, dude, 30 fucking years. He saw people come and go. I'd have kept in touch with so many people. Like, there was one guy in particular. Uh, do you remember Umaga? Yeah. He died. Apparently, he's dead. I don't know what it is, and you might want to look it up before I start talking shit. Um, but Umaga oh <laughs> Chick Chick Boom. Yeah, the Umaga oh my, oh my Chick Chick Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he's dead, but think about that. He probably met him and was like, this guy's going places. Until he tapped out to John Cena. <laughs> but he can tell those stories. You know, he could be like, yeah. let me tell you what. Like, I'll tell you all about the biggest star at this time. And he lost the biggest star. He's got stories. And supposedly, according to other wrestlers, he was like a mentor. They went to him for advice and all this stuff. Because he had been there forever. But he was also easygoing. What did you find? He's dead. <laughs> uh, okay. What did he die from, though, before I start talking shit? At, um, on December 4, 2009... Fatu, which is his real name, was found by his wife in their Houston, Texas home. Oh, in all places. With with blood coming from his nose, and nine when one call was made, and Fatu was rushed to the hospital by ambulance. He had suffered a heart attack and was dead around 5 o'clock p.m. He was 36 years old. Toxicology reports revealed that he had drugs, hydrocorridone, carzopropodol, and diazepam in his system. Goddamn, so he overdosed. Houston medical examiners also found that Fauci had both heart and liver disease. It's determined that the combination of the drugs along with his bad heart ultimately led to his death, and his death was officially ruled a heart attack brought on by acute toxicity of multiple substances. So he kind of had an overdose. It was just a mix of a bunch of crap. Well, yeah, he was on a bunch of drugs. Speaking of a bunch of drugs, um, we're about to close this, but... Dude, at some point we should do... This is a really touchy subject, but to me it's personal. There's so many Samoan wrestlers, oh my god. <laughs> we should do an episode on Chris Benoit at one point. On who? Chris Benoit. Wait a minute, you don't know who Chris Benoit is? Chris what? Benoit. Well, hold on, before you start talking shit, like this is a very touchy subject. Okay, I have seen him... That man has the biggest schlong I've ever seen in my entire life. Wait a minute, you saw Chris Benoit's dick? Do you know what he did and how he died? What happened? With a neck that thick, he definitely didn't hang himself. Let's let's save it for... (laughs) (laughs) No. What have you done, Austin? (laughs) I'm sorry. He definitely didn't (laughs) I'm gonna scroll down. It's gonna no. <laughs> There's a whole shitload behind it. We gotta <laughs> save that though. We gotta save that. That's not a good time to talk. About <laughs> a lot of horrible shit happened, and before we start cracking jokes, he did some shit, bro. It was horrible. It was fucking. 
It was a nightmare. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh, but you got me on fire right now. Oh my god. Basically, he said chick chick bye. We'll just leave it at that. I said with a neck that thick he did. Let me guess, he hung himself? Yes, he did actually. <laughs> he had a fucking roid laser no other. Oh my god. Before we get into that. <laughs> oh, you said, no, Austin, what did you do? Oh, I know. You're like, what have you done? <laughs> like, look, bitch, the ratings. What have you done? Everyone hates us now. We're not oh, laughing we... at the victims. I hope it's not like the Pat, Pat Tillman situation. Oh, it's worse. Oh, it's worse than a Pat Tillman situation? Well, hold on. Before you start going down a rabbit hole... Everybody, okay. thanks for listening. Please check us out at www.thegreatgirthpodcast.com. I'm Tony. That was Austin. Thank you guys for listening. Austin, buddy, I'll see you on Wednesday.